90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, you guys. How are you? Hola. Hola. Cha-cha. Cha-cha. <laughs> that should be a <laughs> greeting, cha-cha. Like cha-cha. Just, just start it, with that. Well, it's cha-chao, Kel. Cha-chao. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just um, so fluent in Italian. Yeah. Now that you're I thought, so fluent in Italian, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I thought that was some 90s slang, like cha-cha, hola, si. Uh, oh, no, it's uh, that other languages. That would be languages. Spanish, oh. Adam. <laughs> oh, that's, a, oh. Good for you. Yeah. We're going to go to a different country, at least from where we are at this time, and uh, talk about a couple of highlights from Glastonbury 2023, which is in the books. Also, we've got uh, one of the key pieces of television's classic alphabetic puzzle that's looking for some recognition as the other half of that puzzle or team is planning their retirement. Mm-hmm. It'll mm-hmm. boil down to money. I'll, I'll cut to the chase right there. <laughs> also, uh, Kelly's trivia will test our smarts and your 90s rewind. will take us right back around this time in 1993. And... The BET Awards were just on, and since all of the emotions were on display during that show, I figure we should probably start there. And you know what? At first, uh, in reading about the show, I thought, uh, oh, wow, I guess I missed them. But then after reading that they were um, described as being painfully long, <laughs> uh, I would imagine that the uh, the writer's strike that's uh, ongoing probably had a lot to do with the three hours and 52 minute long show. And that's probably why it lacked some focus because it lacked some actual writing. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, they always budget extra time for BET awards. Um, I think the network uh, budgets three and a half hours, but it blew past that by, what did you say, 22 extra minutes or? Th- yeah. Yeah. So. My goodness. So, but I, it's, it's funny. Great. I'm such a huge R&B and hip hop fan that it could have been six hours and I would have watched it. However, I was actually away last night and didn't have a chance to watch it. So uh, when it recorded. Well, again, so, like I said, it might still be on. Yeah, my so. <laughs> the 11th hour <laughs> of BT Awards. But I was able to see, um, uh, read about and see a clip from Busta Rhymes and he got a major award and I love Busta so much. Isn't that cool that it seems that he he got teared up on stage receiving that Lifetime Achievement Award, but then afterward also was still teary and still really focusing the attention on uh, the women in his life that have really steered his career. And obviously everything started with his mother. So it was nice to see this guy that, uh, you know, in performance mode is big and bad in the best possible way and has, you know, gone beyond... Uh, music and established himself as uh, as an actor, um, but it's just nice to see uh, you know tears under the eyes and and uh, and a guy who knows where he came from and and who continues to help him get to where he's got to be. Mm-hmm. And I love that he got you know teary eyed uh, and well even just emotional I guess I would say about the women in his life that have helped him to get where yeah. he is and then. You know, and so appreciative of his, of his kids who he had to be away from to take care of them because he needed to be on the road to tour to make money to help support, you know, his children. And so uh, and I just love too, like he's big, bad rapper, like you said, and and the amount of love he has for the women around him is just inspiring. And I hope more rappers who have that um, bravado and persona, uh, you know, also recognize where they they got to is with the people that that help push them there. So um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there was a show on 
regular cable television. What's that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where you ha- it started at a certain time and you watched it on television. Yeah. <laughs> I was away, so we recorded it. So I don't know what regular television is like. Anyways, it was uh, in honor of the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And it was a kind of a discussion panel with different groups of artists, older ones mixed with uh, newer generation ones, and hosted by um, uh, Angie Martinez. No, oh, I love Angie Martinez. She's great. She's- Anyways, this show, part of the show talked about uh, mental health and how a lot of the artists today, uh, both uh, male and female, are... Um, coming at it honestly and pointing to the fact that they struggle with some stuff and some of the OGs that they were talking to, like your, uh, your master P's and, uh, you know, even older than him guys that, you know, went through some pretty hardcore stuff, but didn't have the knowledge, you know, that you can talk about your feelings and you can talk about your struggles in an attempt to get through them better. So, uh, it was a great example of the younger generation sort of saying, hey, it's okay. And the older generation going, yeah, I totally get that now. But it was neat for, for a genre of music like hip hop to be so entrenched in, in the like, it's like a tangible experience, right? Like a gritty life experience that, that the evolution still continues to happen. You know, I, I was really very impressed by that. And it was neat to see, um, um every, everybody on the show talking about stuff that uh that they do that um that they have to do and that they're better for doing when it came to their mental health amazing by the way yeah. i forgot something to put in our show notes which f- falls into line with this so i will just give a shout out to queen latifa who is yes. going to be getting a kennedy center award uh honor this year which is super amazing. psyched about that so good for her. Oh, I'm thrilled for her. Thrilled for her. I love that show every year. It's such a part of the holiday viewing schedule. <laughs> yeah, and it's always like early, right? It's like December 3rd or whatever. It's always... And they re- that's when they record it, but then they show it usually on like the 27th or 28th of December. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Super cool. Um, but back to the BET Awards for a sec. Um, I guess it's no surprise that someone like Patti LaBelle would persevere... She, again, in the OG category, um, she was part of the tribute to uh, Tina Turner. And because there was some technical issues with the uh, teleprompter, she had a bit of a stumble on some lyrics when Uh she was singing. Yeah, she was singing the best. Uh, And she said, I'm trying, y'all. That's what she told the studio audience. Uh, But man, what a horrible feeling that has to be. Mm -hmm. Even for a seasoned pro like her, who knows how to just, you know, keep on pushing, but whew, you're paying tribute to uh, to one of the greats, and and then you as your as a great, you know, yourself is dealing with. Oh my gosh, what happened? Anyways, like like she said, she tried and she persevered. So, Patty Labelle, Patty Labelle wins. Yeah. Patty Labelle for the win. <laughs> I love Patty Labelle. I would love because I know she. Ha- I don't know if she still has it out, but I thought there was some kind of food line or food something she was doing, like a cookbook. It was something she had mm. going on years ago. Do you remember that, Sharon? I think so, yeah. Something like that. Anyways, I would love to hang out with, in a kitchen with Patty LaBelle. Oh, like, if we were, you know, I can't bake, but if, like, we were baking a pie or something, like, 
I would. And by we, you mean if she were making yeah, you like, a pie? I would hand her in- ingredients because I have no idea what I'm doing. So yeah, here's she my has, plate. She has four cookbooks. There we go. Ooh, yeah. imagine how good those are. Yeah, <gasps> I would love to assist Do you Patty. think they're good? Pardon? Do you think they're really good? Like, are they really worth it? I think it's yes. I think it's amazing soul food. Like I I'm yeah. pretty sure it would be next level magic. So what are what are her credentials for being a renowned cook? I would think that just the fact that she cooks and And she's uh, a mom, isn't she? So she's okay. a mom. Okay, you're okay, you're selling it to me. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think she probably uh cooks with love, which yeah. I think is an important um ingredient. Oh, man. That's what I'm reading in the biography. For Patti LaBelle, cooking isn't simply about food. It's about love. Ah, see? Yeah. Oh, very good. Does she have, it's one of those books about pies. I feel like there was something with Patti LaBelle and pie. Or like maybe I heard her say something about peach cobbler once. It's something. Maybe that was a dream you had. No, I think it was, I think she was on (laughs) Oprah or something. And she was talking about peach cobbler or something. So. Let me check. Oh my gosh! Patty LaBelle and Peach Cobbler. <laughs> she has. She seems to have a Peach Cobbler recipe. There yes, she has. Oh, nice. You know who also I feel throws down in the kitchen is probably Oprah. Ah, uh, yeah, because Oprah in her uh, um, gar- she has a gigantic garden, so all her uh, all her vegetables are fresh. Yeah. From the I'd backyard. Love to have that. It's wow. funny because like a couple of times I've seen you know like around the holidays like Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. She'll put up like whatever it is, like little Instagram videos or whatever it is. And you see and you see all these people in the background that I have no idea who they are. They're probably like cousins, kids or whatever, because they're like 20 or whatever they are. And I'm jealous. I'm jaloux of these people. I'm like, I want (laughs) to hang out with Oprah for Thanksgiving. (laughs) I want to live at Oprah's house. Yeah, exactly. I want to be Gail King for a day. (laughs) I got to say, I must I should have eaten before starting this because I'm getting hungry. No more peach cobbler talk. (laughs) No more, no more cobbler talk. Okay. Um, Now, was it? uh, You know what? I was going to go back to the BET awards, but then we'd be uh, guilty of going on and on, just like the the actual awards (laughs) show did. So (laughs) maybe we'll put, uh, we'll close the envelope on that one. We know who the winners are, and we're happy for everybody that was there. And uh, maybe we move into uh, some trivia. Let's do it. 90s <laughs> now trivia bing bong here's here's a fun one both questions oh, are good. about food <gasps> no yes <laughs> they're not they're not oh, oh son of a. yeah i just thought i'd, I'd amp the excitement factor just so you know i have a pizza box right next to me just waiting to be eaten by oh me, goodness. when you started, and I am hungry. When you started with the p word, I thought you were going to say, "I have a peach cobbler box right next." <laughs> <laughs> <I'm ready> to <laughs> nope, just pizza. Um, alrighty. So here we'll start with the uh, the easier one, I believe. Um, this is hobbies, toys, and games. Steve mm, Jobs delicious. is credited credited as an executive producer of which '90s movie? And I will say, I had no idea he was involved with this one. Zero clue. A producer for 90s Executive movie. Executive producer of which 90s movie? Okay. Uh, is it like tech related? Uh, Cartoony related. <laughs> I also did this move, Sharon, which you might have missed with my. <laughs> um, with... I will go for Space Jam. Oh, that's a good guess, Adam. That is a good guess. It's incorrect, but it was a, a nice one. 
Okay, I tried. Uh, yeah. I'll go with uh, Pokemon. Also a good guess, but no. You Thank ready you. for this? Yes. Toy Story. Really? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's, hang- that's so angry, dis- Sharon. Sharon's so disappointed in herself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could have been Space Jam. It could have been. Imagine that's what you do, Sharon, when you're on the air, and if you ever make a mistake, you're like, oh, man. Like, right, well, <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> what I do is as soon as I, I pop, like pop off the mic, because it happened to me, it was either this weekend or last weekend, I was like, damn it. <laughs> that's what I do when I'm off the air. You got to make sure all the mics are off. I do. Everybody's I, I, mics I off. I everything down. Look, and then look around, sure that... hold your breath, and then just swear. Yeah. I get so annoyed <laughs> when I make a stupid mistake on the air. Like, I'm annoyed. and then But I have to shake it off. I have to shake it off like a goalie who's let a puck in. I'm just like, shake it off. Let's go. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah. Next one is from the news and politics uh, category. In Great. 1990, the U.S. government began transmitting TV Marti to which communist country? Sharon? Go, Sharon. Russia. No. No, it has to be Cuba. It is Cuba, Adam. Adam has his own Drake rap horn. Yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It clo- it's close to the United States, right? Yep. yep. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> La televisión. Back to you, sí. Sharon. Sí. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you guys. Um about televisión. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Wheel of Fortune? Vanna White. Pick anything. Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, aside from the wheel itself, I would say that uh, you could have gone either way, right? You go the wheel, you go what Kelly said, which was Vanna White, or you go Pat Sajak. Yeah. Uh, and then you go into the people that, how? Are, why are they yelling? Yeah. I'll take an A! Why are they buying so many vowels? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Anyways, vowels cost money, people. Stop picking them. They charge. Anyways, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they do charge. So Pat Sajak is retiring, which is amazing because he's been doing this job for 40 years. Yeah. So once once he's done with the season, that's it. He's done. Um, Vanna White, on the other hand, doesn't look like she's ready to retire. What she's looking for is at least some paycheck parody, meaning not parody like a joke, Yeah. Uh, which seems to be the situation that she's in. A bit of a joke because, yes, she makes $3 million a year, which is great work if you can get it and you can't because she's been, you know, locked in for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Pat Sajak makes much more than she does, mm-hmm. like five times more than she does. So she, if we're reverting that, she makes one-fifth of the salary that he makes. And when you look at the show and you look at what is required of them as a seeming uh, duo, she does as much promo as he does. Yeah. He does a lot of the talking and stuff. She's on camera as much, you know, pressing the buttons on the letters, whatever. And it's not to say that one job is harder than the other. Just the fact that the the discrepancy between both of their paychecks is astonishing to me. I'd be okay if he got more but like five times more, I have an ish. Yeah. 
I couldn't believe it was so like so yeah he's hovering around 15 million she's at three and it makes no sense at all no it really doesn't I mean I could see a slight thing just because he is hosting you know like he's hosting so so a little bit more but like you know 12 million dollar difference more are you kidding me it's ridiculous and when they, like I say, when they do those promos, when they talk about trips and they end up, hey, we're in Switzerland and we're doing this and there's why you should come here yeah. and play the wheel and all that. She's there. She is there. So, yeah, maybe as a host, he gets more. She doesn't have as much talk time. That's fine. But I'm not sure if five times more oh. is warranted. And now she's lawyering up. She wants more money. Yeah. And I heard she has uh, hired a quote unquote, a, a lawyer who's going to be aggressive in his approach or their approach to... Uh, He's not going to waste any money on vowels, Cal. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Adam, he's he's not going to just keep on shouting letters. Yeah. He's going to go for it. The only thing is, which makes me a bit nervous, is is there's two ways the show could go when Pat leaves. They either yep. completely rebrand, kind of, and go mm-hmm. with, you know, Ryan Seacrest or Sherry Shepard or whoever else is in the running for this. I think Whoopi Goldberg's yep. also throwing her hat into the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could do that and then take that opportunity to drop a salary and just get rid of Vanna completely. Or they Possible. go the route of we're aiming at middle America who would need some sort of level of continuity. So we keep Vanna in. So I think in an, in a, at a time where so much change is happening, people do like continuity. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. They would love the Vanna connection to, to remain. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at what we all did the first X amount of months of pandemic. So many of us were going back, you know, all of a sudden, too, I'm, I don't know if you guys had this, but a bunch of me and my high school friends, you know, reconnected also. Yeah. You just you just started doing that because you had maybe time to do that. And, and you, it felt safe. Like, I remember I remember a few weeks in uh, when we didn't, you know, it was like, oh, we're going to be out of quarantine soon or whatever. And then yeah. you, you didn't, obviously, but. Uh, I just remember f- taking such comfort, like h- talking to a friend of mine that we've been friends since, you know, grade seven. So Fun. I think I think that, yeah, it, it means something to have something that was there for you when you were a kid. Agreed. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if like if not if, but when there's a new host, does then Vanna come out first? Right. And then, you know, host behind kind of thing. It's, it'll be interesting, it'll to, be wait, interesting to, to see, see how it unfolds. Too, if, if it is Seacrest, because how many gigs does this guy want? Oh, my God. Like, he's, host, he's hosted <laughs> enough. I would, love, else a shot. I would love Sherry Shepard. That'd be fun. That would be a fun show. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. By the way, she put up a really inspirational post recently because I think she just got nominated for a, an Emmy. And she oh, talks nice. about how she's like for the longest time she wanted to have her own daytime talk show and she was told no at every turn. And it was basically a post for you to find inspiration. Like if you have a dream, you keep going for it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was such a, um, a wise choice for her to put that up for the rest of us who, who might need to see it. And, yeah. and she's such a lovely, she just has such a great vibe. I think she'd be perfect to host this show. Agreed. Because you know what? Going back to Pat Sajak, maybe he's tired after 40 years, but he's not always happy. No, he looks he's, slightly He's got some grumpy. curmudgeon. Yeah, he's got some edge to him sometimes. Yeah. You're like, geez, Pat, lighten up. <laughs> geez, Pat. <laughs> and you know what? I, the thing that makes me laugh, too, is 
I think they film like almost the entire season in a month, right? Yeah, they do, I think, um, they many do several shows, in a shows week. a day. And maybe that's why he's grumpy. He's like, I've been in these heels for four hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of this heeled boot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does he do anything else than. Uh... You don't need to at 15 million there. Well, no, but <laughs> still, right. you know, Ryan Seacrest doesn't need to host yeah. anything. I'm sure anything he does else. Something. He still does, you know. He's probably That's got a, a producer credit on something else. Um, was what? he maybe, did he have anything to do with Feud, Sharon? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. Like, Good I'm question. May, uh, maybe I'm making Meaning that as up. a host or as no, a. No, like a, some kind of person on the back end. I could be totally making that up, but. Hey, say it with confidence. All I these people usually have production companies, so. That's true. Yeah. That's so they can filter the money and make more in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Mm. Anyways, I mo- I mostly really love Pat Sajak, but I totally get your he's curmudgeonly come off every now and again. Well, you've got these people that are super stoked to be on this show that's been on so long, and then he's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. You know, if they if they like get super excited, he's he'll sometimes just be happy for them, but sometimes he'll be like, mm, "Okay," <laughs> like, "Geez, Pat." Buck up, man. Do you remember back in the day when it, like, and it might have been on several years at this point, but I remember uh, back in the day that they used to take the time, like, you'd win, let's say, 1200 bucks, and then they would spin around, like, a, a, a bedroom yes. set, and you'd be like, I'll take that dresser for blah, 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 and, like... You had to spend the money in the living room or spend it in the bedroom. Yeah. And you'd have to buy the boudoir yeah. and lamp, like you said, for sure. And then you'd have money left over and, like, not enough to buy something, but what would happen? Would you get a, a gift certificate or something? <laughs> like, uh... A gift I, certificate and, to McDonald's. <laughs> And that was rooted also, I'm sure, in the fact that if cash prizes, you're taxed on them mm-hmm. right away. But in the States, I don't think yeah. I don't think that that you, you that you tax items. It's right. a different uh, different process, so it was easy easier for everybody to get the things. Yeah, I just remember I that, think. and then but it took up time, right? Because some people were like, "I don't know, am I taking that lamp or the shy's long?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> You had no problem buying all the vowels. Yeah. I hated when it was the bedroom set. I'm like, who cares about this dresser? I'm like, where's the TV entertainment part? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ah. Good times. Roll on, wheel. Hey, you know what? Uh, Glastonbury 2023 in the books. Yep. Now, we're talking about days and days of live music and like uh, a who's who checklist of performers throughout uh well like i said a few days and uh like lizzo like uh guns and roses like uh elton john doing his last appearance in front of a brit audience as his farewell tour nears its end and uh my co-host on the radio station that i work at in montreal show um chantal was actually there Wow. And uh, she sent me video because I said, hey, weren't you there? How did it go? She sent me video. And Elton John was in perfect form as usual. So as he he literally has like less than 10 shows on this farewell tour, which has been going for mm, four years now. Yeah, yeah close to. Because when they first announced the farewell, it was going to last three without the pandemic. Right. Yeah. So. It's been obviously much longer than that in uh, in theory, and uh, it's just been amazing. So good for him as always. I think another one of the highlights. I think anybody that was there would say that any element of being at Glastonbury is a highlight. But um, Foo Fighters were also there, 
And they nailed it, as usual. And Dave Grohl's daughter, I remember seeing her when she was like, you know, 12. <laughs> they brought her out at a Fenway show years ago. Now she's 17 years old. She's obviously getting better and better as she gets older. And, and she's got obvious, like, incredible crowd practice because she's done so many uh, live performances with her dad. But it puts him in the proud papa role. They got to sing a song that uh, he wrote for his mom called Show Me How, which is featured on the uh, new Foos album called But Here We Are, which is really, really good. And the Foo Fighters are actually coming up to uh, our neck of the woods, not Montreal, mm -hmm. but they are doing uh, the Festival d'été de Québec, which oh. is a great, you know, many days of live music. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to do Blues Fest in Ottawa. Did they ever um, come here? They have come here, but uh, it's funny that when they book both of those festivals and not come to Montreal, I am suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I, get I it. legit am. So anyways, there's options to find them and their tour continues. And yeah. like I said, the album is really good. So uh, seeing the Foo Fighters live is a great experience. Certainly uh, fans miss Taylor Hawkins. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, on they go. I'm going to be great. Did you hear that uh, there was uh, some noise that Guns did not put on a great show? I wouldn't be surprised by that. Really? I, I was surprised yeah. by that. I think it's, um, yeah. I think that their reputation is so, uh, I mean, they're great. Like, individually, I think they're great. I don't, this many years later, do they still have the glue, you know, to keep to keep it all together great? I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess I was just, the fact that they had, had, had you know, insurmounted that mountain, which I, you know, I didn't think they'd ever come back together again because it was so contentious. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they came back together again, I just thought that they were like this steam engine you know, and maybe they were a steam engine at the outset of it, but I was surprised to hear that it was, I think I read something where the guy was like saying on some level, it was, uh, I don't think he used this word, but the, it was really in tone because he kept going on about it, almost like laughable. He didn't use that oh, word. Oh, yikes. But he just kept going on about how it was just not. That's not good. Not good. Like not them, not. And I and then and I was like, that's why I wanted to ask you, Sharon, because like I didn't know if this guy just had it in to hate them or if it was mm. the pervasive thought process. Uh, I don't know. I think of the uh, the experience of Guns N' Roses from the beginning. They were uh, kind of like behind the eight ball for the the whole career. They they uh, they had substance issues coursing through their existence at the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, which I guess was part of their character, but eventually that messes with your character and totally affects your performance and then you show up late and then you bail early and you anger everybody and then you got years of not being together and then suddenly you get back together and i don't know i haven't i've never seen them live in person mm -hmm. and i don't know if i wanna mm. it's risky and the they, price of tickets is—that's uh, a risk. Are they coming to Oceaga or something? Not Oceaga, like, are they coming? They're coming to Montreal because Carrie is it... Underwood is going to go on stage with them. Yes, that's. But that was announced after they sold the tickets. That was a late announcement about Carrie. Yeah, yeah, she's a and because why it came to my attention is as I read in this article that she famously said she would never come to Montreal or something because of. Something. Well, yeah, because she had her. Didn't she have the car? Yeah, broken car into something and... was broken into or stolen or something years ago. Yeah. 
And so that was great shock. But I know she's like a massive fan of guns and they've already done some stuff on stage together. So I'm sure you know what, at, at the same time as as you wonder their level of ability at this point in their career, I think that they are above. They're not just, you know, guys that are trying. I yeah. think that they are, you know, very skilled musicians that can actually pull it together. Yeah. And this many years later, what are you comparing them to? What you thought they would be? Yeah. What you hope they would be? What you remember that they could be? You know, it's all, it's a, it's like a gamble. Yeah. I would like to see them uh, once for sure. If I was given tickets, I don't think I'd say no. <laughs> I'll go with you, Sharon. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Get the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam just said he's treating me to a concert. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, you want to get into a 90s rewind? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's. We'll go back 30 years, right into the heart of the summer, uh, or the not the heart, rather, but the start of the summer of 1993. And because it's been so hot here, weather-wise and, uh, you know, um, wildfire-wise, I thought we'd keep it mid-tempo so we didn't overexert ourselves too much. Uh, that said, I think it got a bit steamy in H-Town with knocking the boots. <laughs> mm. What are you doing with boots in bed? Anyways, uh, Robin it. S., how about that for uh, Song of the Summer? Show Me Love. Um, another band that's uh, back to touring and coming to this area is Duran Duran. Oh, love them. And Come Undone was such a beautiful... Such a great song. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Made you feel cool, literally, like chill. Uh, nothing but a G thang. Thanks, Dr. Dre. And uh, did it just get hotter in here? <laughs> because that's the way love goes with Janet Jackson, who was topping the charts around this time in 1993. Nice. Kelly, did she do that when you saw her? Uh, no, I didn't want her to think I was crude. What? Did I what? This move? Did Janet Jackson do that song when you oh, saw I said, her? That's not what? what I heard at all. I, said, <laughs> I heard, did you do that move? Because I just like oh. gave rock fingers. Uh, she, of course, did That's the Way Love Goes. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, that's yeah. a big one on the jam. And she, uh, the, first, the, the first leg of the tour is over. Uh, enough people have slipped up where it sounds like there will be another leg. Um, but I have nice. a feeling that might be overseas, which if it is, I... I'm very happy for her European fans, if that's the case, because I don't think she's toured since, like, I don't even know when over there. Like, she has not. Oh, wow. I, it might have been the All For You cool. tour. Actually, no, I think All For You didn't even happen because of 9-11. So it stayed in North America. She was supposed to go over and then didn't. Yeah, so I guess her last tour might have been the, the Velvet Rope, I think. Somebody would have to wow, correct me, but wow. I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, and I, you mentioned Robin S, and I have to give Robin S a, a shout out. She has a new song out right now. It's fantastic. I'm forgetting the, the title. I think it's Where Are You Now or Where Are You At? So, anyways, it's amazing. Check it out. And she and Cece Peniston and Deborah Cox were recently on The View for Get Juneteenth. Uh, you can watch it if you just go to their YouTube channel. And yep. as of our recording, it will come out the same day that you see this. Crystal Waters, Cece Peniston, Robin S., Martha Wash, and there's two others right now that are escaping me, all went on Good Morning America. And it's going to air on the 30th of June. So this is the day that this is coming out uh, for us. So you you should go. I'm sure it'll be up on their uh, website or Instagrams at this point. And they wanted to do um, a segment on like dance divas, like like titans of dance music. Wow. And so so Crystal posted a picture. And guess who she's sitting next to? Crystal Waters. CeCe Peniston. 
close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that duet might happen as we all hope for. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what? And if it does happen, it's thanks to us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And before we go, we do have an audience question. Um, yes. Because we've recently been talking about a lot of biopics that have come out. The recent one that we've been chatting about was TLC. And mm-hmm. so a question for the for the panel is, uh, which 90s artist would you like to see a biopic about? Hmm. Oh. And P.S., how do you them. say it? Because I've heard... Many people call it biopic. I've heard many people call it biopic. So I think it's biopic. That's what I call it. Yeah. I think uh, myopic yeah. is a situation. Uh, I'm going to go with Mariah. Oh, amazing. That's a good one. Adam? Um, could I go with like Kurt Cobain? Ooh, yes. Yes, you can. I think I would go for Kurt Cobain. Yeah. I'm still feeling Maybe the- we can finally learn what happened with Courtney Love. Did she or did she not? She did not. Burp? What did she do? Burp. <laughs> Where is your head at today, Kelly? <laughs> severely sleep deprived. Um, I'm still feeling the vibe. Did you love the... burp or not? Yeah. Is that the question? <laughs> that was... <You> probably did. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Um, I'm still feeling well, the did, vibes did... Of, of the TLC doc, so I would love a doc on female girl groups of the 90s. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll take a doc All on Missy them? Elliott. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll also take a doc or a biopic on the Foo Fighters. Perfect. Mm. Because if, and it would be like a, you know, like a sequel to Adam's doc on Kurt Cobain. Where Courtney Love burps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, As you can tell, Sharon, that. that's more than enough for me. So. <laughs> yeah. We're going to unplug Kelly's mic. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, thank everybody for uh, for finding us and for spending some time with us. Uh, we appreciate when you do that and keep the questions coming. <laughs> Clearly, uh, it's a free ticket to, for us to go off the rails. So <laughs> we, we enjoy that. Uh, and we enjoy knowing that you are listening. Thank you very much for listening to 90s Now, still happening.